Hey everyone, welcome back to Basic Binges on the Nom Talk Network. And today we are continuing our recaps of uh, the most heart-wrenching and wonderful show on the air right now, The Last of Us. Uh, how you folks doing? Hopefully everyone out there is doing great. Hopefully no one's gotten bitten by an infected or cordyceps, you know, or haven't invaded your house. Um, yeah, let's get into it, you guys. I mean, there's so much to deconstruct here. There's the Henry and Sam of it all. There's bloaters. There's Kathleen. There's all of Kansas City. And it's just, it's all glorious. And I can't wait to dive in. Uh, before we do, I want to say thank you to our amazing panel um, who is on this show working hard and and always, uh, always providing amazing insights um, for this. Uh, I'll go around and just uh, have everyone start introducing themselves. So hopefully that's all right. Jordan, I'll start with you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Jordan Orozco. I am like a wonderful regular here on NomTalk Network um, and NomTalk Everything, Basic Binges and all that. Um, but yeah, it's good to see you all. I'm having a smorgasbord. I got some rib. You can't see it because Ellie's in the way, like, of course. Um, but I have a smorgasbord. I have French fries. I have some ribs. got some mac and cheese. And I got my wonderful, trusty little Mai Tai on the side just to kind of keep me company. So it's good to see you all. Um, I'm happy to be back. I'm so pissed I missed last week. I, it was my birthday, but still. It, I was pissed. Like, this is where my heart and soul lies. So um, I'm really excited to catch up with you all and to talk about episode Aww. five. Well, we're glad to have you back, and we're glad you had a great birthday. But in case you guys in the chat didn't know, Jordan was there. Uh, he spent his birthday with us <laughs> in the did. chat, uh, torturing us by spending nom talk points <laughs> to make us do terrible, terrible things. I think it was uh, Carolyn. Carolyn did the third person. You did phenomenally. Did. If anybody yeah. does third person to me, it's like a Vendetta. She's yeah. saying, too. She's saying, too. Yeah, I remember that. For Carolyn, you, did, you just... It was just the worst timing. You kept getting everything, so it was beautiful. Bad. Um, but but yeah, um, it is it awesome, Jordan. So I was glad to have you in the chat and glad to have you on camera again today. Um, Carolyn, um, how about you? Introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, I'm Carolyn. Uh, I was here last week, and this week I'm here because I've never played the games. Um, I'm going into this, and I was just like, oh boy giant blobby thing that people were so excited about and i got to see the giant blobby thing and then i literally had to fast forward before i went back and rewatched them i had to fast forward through parts of the episode because of emotions and sadly i don't have a cool smorgasbord like jordan because jordan just came to just came to slay and play and all that other good stuff i just have a packet of pepperoni that i'm eating heck and a yes. diet coke heck yes dude I, dude that's like my favorite dude i I have been guilty of just snacking on just a packet of pepperoni for sure. <laughs> Pepperoni's the yeah. best. What who wouldn't want to snack on it, right? Like, yeah. Like it's like it's that and like just a packet of like string cheese and yeah. just go to town on the t- Oh my god. <laughs> You're literally making like little pizza for yourself. It's kind of the best, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, Carolyn, you did such a great job last week. We 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 were like, no, we gotta have her on every week between now and the end of the series. So uh, or season, sorry. So uh, thank you for joining me, guys. And of course, the Kenjinator, Kenji. Where uh, I was gonna say, where can everyone find you? But we'll do that at the end. Uh, Kenji, you want to introduce <laughs> yourself and what you're eating? <laughs> well, as he said, I am the Kenjinator. Uh, it's good to be back. I am. Uh, it just came out of the uh, the air fryer. I just made myself just what i had in the freezer which uh is some pork egg rolls and some uh 
chicken nuggets uh not like like the breaded kind it's like it's like the closest thing you can find in store to like mcdonald's nuggets it's like really good <laughs> that sounds amazing <laughs> with the egg rolls yeah. too yeah yeah and then of course as always i am drinking out of my gatewalker mug <laughs> as always as always uh today it's not water today i am drinking uh canada dry bold it's like it's it's like closer to ginger beer than ginger ale it's like really sharp <laughs> but yeah, yeah. i'm enjoying it it's been that kind of day huh kenji where you got to upgrade from water to not just ginger gotta ale upgrade. old ginger ale so yeah. just just beer <laughs> i gotta just go to ginger beer it's just fermented <laughs> ginger beer is the best man ginger and uh for those of you guys wondering, I am just doing my regular Coke Zero. I have an infinite supply of this shit, so I'm going to be drinking <laughs> that every single, every single show. Um, but but no yeah, skittles um, this time. No skittles this time. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Cue Ball, our uh, our amazing, our, almost like our our fifth participant. You know, uh, Cue Ball, um, our buddy is on the chat. So, uh, Ra- th- great to have you as always, Cue Ball. Uh, Q ball says that he loves your short Jordan and uh, I, I why wouldn't he you know the Mac is the best so and, and you're eating Mac and cheese too right so there I mean go. it gotta gotta stay with the theme gotta stay gotta with the theme. <laughs> um all right speaking of eating let's talk about things that bite um you know, <laughs> uh cordyceps and 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 zombies and shit um so so yeah uh, we had one hell of an episode. We are, we're Jeez. getting off of a cliffhanger where, um, you know, Joel and Ellie, Joel wakes up to Ellie uh, kind of um, yelling at him because somebody is unfortunately holding a gun to her head and Joel wakes up to the same, um, a kid, no less, with paint over his eyes, um, you know, holding a gun to his head. And, uh, you know, we, we come to find out um, that this is... Henry and Sam. Sam's the one with the the younger kid with the paint over his eyes. Henry's his older brother. Um, and uh, you know, they they are with Joel and Ellie holding them hostage for a split sec because these are not like unlike everybody else that we've met in this terrible apocalypse, uh, Henry and Sam really legitimately try not to do any harm. Sam's obviously a very innocent kid. And uh, and Henry, of course, is is actually a decent human being, but we find out that he doesn't consider himself one. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit, and then we get a little bit about the backstory of these two uh, kids and what they did um, when the Kansas City QZ was uh, was up and running, um, as well as um, how they survived after things went to hell. And the rebels destroyed all of the uh, Fedra troops and kind of took over the city. Um, I'm going to pause right there because I want to know what you guys think of our introductions to Henry and Sam. And of course, um, just this idea of this this horrible Fedra governed QZ just completely being toppled by a new regime that is arguably as bad, you know, um, as as all of it. Um uh, I will start with Carolyn, um, with you. Any thoughts on this as somebody who hasn't played the game or just introduced to Henry and Zam? One of the things that I think has been really interesting is somebody who's is kind of getting used to the world is how much everyone says this is a zombie game, but it's really not a zombie game. The zombies are kind of ancillary. I'm noticing like it's because they're so pretty. They're almost not zombies, but like 
the whole um the just the the human element to it and the way that everything kind of went down like you you really got an idea about how evil it, evil but also like, like no no evil full on evil kathleen kathleen the power the throne guy was gone but we'll get to that the throne guy was gone kathleen just came in though is how much i don't know how much of of henry and sam's backstory was the same in the games but like the mirroring between joel and ellie and then these two people um it i wonder if we're gonna see that again you know if we're gonna see like joel and ellie keep running into different versions of who they could be you know that's that's my biggest thing it's like henry and 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 sam had really big joel and ellie elements obviously but you know they they had this tragedy and it's like are they going to be tested by the see these different characters like it's just it was just interesting yeah it's interesting that that theme of of really that purpose of protecting the ones that you love has been very strong throughout the series between henry and sam and of course bill and frank as we saw um uh, really good observation carolyn um kenjinator i'll go to you next um thoughts on on the introductions of henry and sam and just the qz in in kansas city so I completely forgot these characters were in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I completely, completely forgot. It wasn't until like I was watching like the interviews with like the like you know the the BT the behind the scenes stuff that I was like, oh yeah, they were there. <laughs> like there's in fact there's so much stuff that I clearly am like realizing that I'm, like I've missed out. Like I've not so much missed out that I've forgotten that i actually have started playing the game again which i don't often do like i usually if i beat a game i don't go back to it but the story for this is just so good i i had to go back um but yeah like i love the introduction of how we got to see you know henry and sam i love the changes that they made you know they made by making you know sam being deaf you know there's like another it's like not only is he a child He's deaf, you know, to like really sketch off, you know, to really notch off all the boxes and the bing, you know, and your sympathy bingo card, and um, uh, you know, your tragic sympathy bingo card. <laughs> uh, they, but yeah, I thought it was really well done. I, for the, both the actors were phenomenal. I'm, I don't know who the guy that played Henry is. I he looks really familiar, but I really hope that Lamar. Oh, excuse me. Um, his name is Lamar Henderson, I think. Lamar Johnson. Yes. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, they, yeah, he just did an amazing job. And especially with his moment at the very end of the episode, which we'll get to later. But yeah, just such phenomenal performances. And, and you know, and I love that we also got to see in this same introduction, we also got to see more of how, how, how Kathleen is as a character. You know, we get yeah. to find out a little bit more about her. Because, like, you know, like, we, we kind of get to find out why is it that she doesn't match the stereotypical, you know, picture that we have in mind of a woman who's in charge of a group of rebels that have overthrown a federal quarantine zone. You know, yeah. like, ever, I, like, that was, like, I've been going through, like, I'm a part of a bunch of, like, Sony, like, I'm a part of PlayStation, like, forum groups and stuff like that. And that was, like, the biggest, ex biggest complaint that everyone had. Which was that she doesn't look like someone that would be, and I'm like, that's exactly that's the point. The point. Yeah, that's yeah, the, point. Exactly the point. You know, <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. 
no it, it was just i thought the intro was I, I thought the introduction of these characters was fantastic um you know like they really did just just within this one hour that they had it was just they just did a fantastic job i, I couldn't agree more and and you're right i mean i i don't understand why people wouldn't understand that that's the point i mean you're not watching closely if you're not you know absorbing the message that anyone you know can become where kathleen is and i think that it's it's funny because this journey and this goal that we're this theme that we're talking about of of being you know that intent to protect the ones that you love is kathleen not kind of doing the same thing you know but just sort of we can we perceive it as a twisted version of it because we 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 we're following Joel and Ellie and we're following Henry and Sam um, who are trying to help Joel and Ellie. But at the end of the day, it was her and her brother. That was the big like that was somebody that she looked out for. And that's who she was trying to protect as well. And this is kind of what came of it, you know. So I think I think there's definitely a little bit of foreshadowing in that relationship um, coming coming down the line. Um, but but yeah. Um, sorry, enough about what I think. Uh, Jordan, um, your thoughts. I mean, I, what, what did you think of of Kathleen, Fedra, the QZ, and and Henry and Sam? Yeah, Kathleen was already pissing me off in the last episode, right? Because I had to catch up, and I was like, I was like, sorry, I was like, girl, stop! Like you're doing too much, right? But I love um, what's her name? Uh, I love uh, Melanie Lindsay. Melanie Lindsay, yes. yeah. She's fucking amazing. She's in Yellow Jackets. She was in Candy, right? Like, she's such a versatile player. And seeing her in this, I was like, absolutely, I can see this. This is exactly like, you know, down your alley, and it's great. Um, But, you know, I'm really glad we got an explanation. And, you know, when I watched the end of, like, the fourth episode, I was like, those look, they look really familiar. Like, the, the characters, blah, blah, blah. And then in the beginning, when they explained it, I was like, oh. I was like, that makes sense. That that makes sense what's going on. Um, and, you know, I was like, shit, like, these are two people that, like, he, you know, throughout, you know, the episode, we get to know why he did, why Henry did what he did um, for, you know, his brother and, you know, why, what's going on, what's going on. But I loved the connection between the fact that, like, Joel and him weren't exactly, like, the parents of the people that they were taking care of right and we see that sort of like play out in the entire episode um where they joel may have uh, like ulterior motives for ellie but at the same time like you start to see this relationship sort of grow into that sort of fatherly figure and we get that little like he's not my dad i'm not her dad right like thing but then at the end like towards the end you're like hmm is that what you really feel or think, right? But I thought the introduction to everything, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was, you know, and what I love about this entire series is the fact that we get little snippets and it's enough, right? Like yeah. you get little snippets in episodes and you're like, no, I want to know more and they're dead and I don't know what's going on. This one, it's like, this is enough. And then it's like, it's not like Game of Thrones where you're following them for like two seasons and they fucking die. Right, right in the beginning, of the <laughs> it's like okay, cool. They like they like die at the end of the episode, and then you're like, oh fuck, like I'm sad, but shit, this is what I'm expecting in this entire series, right? Yeah. And so I feel like it's it's done a really great job of sort of like making us want more without 
wanting more if that makes sense I don't know if that makes sense but like it's like oh my god I want to see the next episode but I don't care that these people died I do care and I'm like mourning for them but I want to see the journey essentially between Ellie and Joel so yeah I I think that that's that's the best thing about this is it is unlike The Walking Dead which was this ensemble of, of dozens of individuals all of which we had to keep track with some of them sucked and some of them were great, at least in those early seasons. And then everything, everyone sucked at the end of the, <laughs> but, but, but that being said, um, we don't have to worry about that here. We're worrying about these two characters and just these two characters. And by shifting the focus on the relationship between these two characters, you get something so much richer out of it um, because the focus is there because the narrative is there and because the emotion is there. So a hundred percent. Any final thoughts before we move on? Well, oh, um, actually, I, yeah, yeah. I, I actually I want to add something. Um, what was it? Oh gosh, I drew. A, a, I'm drawing a blank on it now. I. Nah. It was about no, Ellie. Actually, and oh, oh yeah, no, yes, yes. Actually, it is. Yeah. Um, it was actually the it, like we were talking about like the um, you know the the relationship between um, these you know, but, but, but like how like Kathleen and like Henry are basically kind of essentially they're kind of like they're kind of like for mirrors of foreshadowing for Joel mm. kind of being like, when you think about it, because you have Henry who is ba- essentially where Joel is, what is where Joel will probably be in a year or so because he just doesn't have that closeness with Ellie yet. But ultimately he's going to have this extremely close bond where, you know, so much love and just will do anything to protect kind of thing. <clears throat> But then you also have Kathleen, who is someone who did go through that, who had someone that they were protecting, who had someone that was driving them to continue on. And then, you know, we she lost them ultimately. And now it's like we were seeing what that could also possibly lead him down to. Like, mm-hmm. I mean... And I think, and uh, like, I'm, and there's a, well, I, there's a thing that she says later on in the, in the, one of the later scenes that I just was like, it's, we'll, we'll, I just want to go to that though. But yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to just point out like how they're, these two characters are essentially just mirrors of foreshadowing for Joel because basically they're, they're different parts of Joel and Ellie's relationship, like different parts, yeah. like they, they represent different part, points in that, in their, in, if we were to look at it linearly on that timeline. Yeah. Yeah. It's great points, Kenji. And, and you know, it's kind of funny because that really does speak to just the parallels of this franchise in general. Uh, I mean, um, Carolyn, forgive me for, for excluding you in this particular instance, but um, I mean, Jordan and Kenji, you both played part two as well, right? <clears throat> oh, you haven't played part two. Okay. <laughs> Never no, mind I, then. I mean, I, no. I knew, but enough I didn't have a PlayStation. Okay. Enough drama happened uh, regarding it that I was like, okay, I I know what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like the thing is, there's part two from a thematic standpoint. Without spoiling anything for where the story may or may not go for this series, um, there's a lot of themes of kind of yin and yang in the way. You know, um, we see things from one perspective, but then how things play out from a different perspective and how they parallel each other. And, and how similar themes radiate towards different relationships among different people, um, those being mirrors of each other, 
that's a huge thing about part two that I think is is very beautiful. So you calling it out in this episode, Kenji, it, it's the most last of us thing you could do, you know, and I think that they did a really, good, really good job of that, you know. Um, so so yeah. Um, let's see. Cuball uh actually said Cuball redeemed hydrate for one, and then I guess you're so punny. <clears throat> Um, oh, which I think is is that a new one? Is that us uh doing puns like we did last week? Or oh god, I guess yeah, so. I haven't done this yet. This is new. Yeah, this is new. Really Hang cute. God yeah, we'll it. we'll hydrate first, but mm. I did hydrate. But I, I, what I, the I'll hell take, is I'll, funny? I'll take a sip. Let me let me take a look. Um, pick someone to tell a punny joke. Okay, so I'm one person. I'm the one who's pun. I'm the one who's the pun. Okay, the, so Kenji, good. Ken, yeah. Kenji volunteers distribute. Yeah. Well, no, I mean I was called out. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you were. Yeah. This is this is your punishment, I guess. Uh, oh man. If I if I did well, that, does that mean you're off the hook, or does it have to? No, be? no, I, I got to come up with one. Actually, Damn I'll it, use the one sorry. that I uh, I'll, I'll I'll use the one that I did uh, uh that I didn't say last week. Um, dude, did you hear about the um? Did you hear about what happened in Central Park the other day? No, what happened? Oh my gosh, dude! It was two peanuts. One was assaulted. Uh, <laughs> you know what I have to. You know what I have to say to that, Kenji. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Perfect good timing. Job, Perfect timing. Good job, y'all. <laughs> yes, wonderful. Well done. Well done. And that's the end of our stream. Good night. And that's <laughs> it, guys. Good night. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> awful, 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 awful. I like, you know what? I like the pun one. It's not as agonizing as everything cool. else. I like you know? that. I like it. With it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep doing it, uh, Carolyn. So that's that's uh, sorry, we'll keep doing it, Stephanie. Um, but yeah. Um so yes, um, moving forward with Joel and Ellie's journey, um, thank God um, Henry and Sam reveal themselves to really not be violent people. It's almost instantaneously that they have the guns on them. They're like, hey, you know, we're not going to hurt you. If you guys promise not to hurt us, we'll put everything down and we'll just talk. And and Joel and Ellie, of course, I mean, despite Joel's asshole voice, because he just has an asshole voice. Um, <laughs> you know, just, it's amazing. That was the best comment ever. Best comment. He just has an asshole it's like voice. The game. Gonna be it's great. like that in the games. You're like, it's Joel, like calm the... down, bro. Like, can you change the timber a little bit? Like, just, just like just tone it Henry's, down. Henry's reaction to all of it, too, is like, what the hell was that? You know? <laughs> And then he's like, he's like, Joel, just tell them that you promise. I promise. <laughs> like, really, like, dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. honestly, 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 though, I feel like that's every dad. Where you're like, dad, <laughs> it's fine. Like, they're cool. Like, we've had this. And the dad's like, okay. And like, <laughs> fucking really? They're scared of you. Like, stop. I feel like that was a really good. It's like, a moment. really great line. I know you're kind. <laughs> I see your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like the eyes are kind, but like everything he's saying just comes off as sarcasm. It's just terrible. But yeah, they sit down, they they talk about the plans and Henry tells them, um, you know, I know a way out of here that no one else does and no one else will follow. And because they cleared out all of these infected, you know, underground and everything. And uh joel's like how the hell do you know you've been down there he's like no but hey you know you might as we, we we might as well what do we have to lose 
Heard it from a friend. How did how how is this the logistics? Is that something that number one is that something that you could do in the game? And number two, how would the logistics of that work? Like, did you just did they like randomly pick five people and send them running down into the basement and be like, you know, bye guys, you're good? Or did they? <laughs> it's like oh we just we ran them underground is that something that happens in the game like a lot i mean i, I would imagine yes but like a I, lot of not not as much yeah not yeah. i i wouldn't i wouldn't say that they do that um i mean usually it's a cut scene of like henry uh talking to joel and then the next thing is you're going through the city and you're crouch walking stealthily yeah. and yeah. like gathering, you go through a door you, yeah you <laughs> gather stuff and then you build a gun and you build a shiv and then um, when you do go underground, there is there are moments of suspense where it's not really like a cutscene, but it looks like gameplay almost before you can actually control the character. And then they'll talk to each other and uh, have a dialogue. And you think that something's going to come, and maybe one or two things does come, and then you you can shiv them, you know, or you can kill them. And then the rest of it is is pretty clear, you know. In this particular case with the Henry Sam stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but they that's basically what they do here and they make it to um what looks like almost like a kindergarten classroom this bunker that that people were holed up in for for at least a good part of the uh <clears throat> up, you know the the delusion a disillusion of the society um and uh you know you you know that there's kids there there was crayons there were paintings there was a chalk line to indicate a goal for a soccer um you know game um and and ellie and joel are kind of like hey we should just wait out until night even though joel doesn't want to because he's a grouch um and uh <laughs> we we see ellie and sam doing something that we don't really get to see in these shows which is kind of being kids you know and just kind of embracing you know the commonalities that they have whether it's um them loving the comic books them playing soccer you know endure and survive all of that cool stuff and and really forming this this brother sister bond almost and while this is happening you know um joel and henry are having a conversation to me this is a very important conversation um, because it, it really reflects the state of mind of multiple characters in this show. But Henry, you know, tells Joel, hey, I lied. I don't, you know, when I said that I never harmed anyone, I actually did. And I turned in this guy and he was executed, um, the leader of the resistance, uh, in order to get meds for my brother's leukemia. And that makes me a bad Oh, is that guy. what he had? Yeah, Sam had leukemia. Okay. Um, and, what was the Sam had leukemia? I thought it was that um, the the leader had. Oh no no no! Wait no! Yeah no, no you're right. Yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good. All good. Um, but but yeah, Sam had leukemia, and and Henry tells Joel that makes me a bad guy. You know, I'm a bad guy. And you know the the nice thing is Pedro Pascal in this particular scene, he's not saying anything, but there's so much mm -hmm. acting going on here yep, yep. it's it's sort of the moment where you know um prior to this you know they're they're talking about separating ways but he's kind of thinking about these kids too and thinking about how henry really is kind of being hard on himself he's not a bad guy you know and and this idea of morality you know um whether or not doing something for the one that you love makes you a bad person or not you know is is a huge theme in this this the show and this world in general I'm going to stop there because that's a big moment and I want to see what everyone thinks. 
Uh, Jordan, I'll start with you. Um, thoughts on how this scene played out, all of it, you know, the themes, uh, acting, all of that. Yeah, I think, so I think it goes back to the point of this is what separates this sort of series from all sort of like zombie movies. And I think going back to Carolyn's point where it was like, this isn't like your typical, like, oh, like I want to watch a zombie like <laughs> series. Then you watch this and you're like, uh why am I watching about people like decide about like what's right and what's wrong, what like is good, what's evil, what's all this stuff. And I feel like it's this episode encapsulated what like the last of us is, right? Like where where <clears throat> it's not necessarily about like yeah, it's about the tough decisions. Yeah, it's about the things that we have to like decide every day when like things go to shit. But like the fact that this dude was like, yeah, like I turned the guy in because I needed the medicine for my brother who had leukemia. And if I didn't, like he would die. Right. And like, if I didn't do that, which is why she's after me. <laughs> so I feel like I'm a bad guy. And like the whole time I'm like, you're not bad. Like you just did what you had to do to survive. And now you have an army after you because you did what you had to do to survive. Right. Like as a human being, right. Like, and a lot of us, like, if he was a douche, right, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, like, you need to die, right? But he genuinely was just like, I'm just, like, I'm just a normal, like, person, like, I think anybody would do this, right? And then, like, he sort of makes that connection with Joel, right? Where he's like, you might do the same thing, right? Like, you probably would do the same thing in the same instance, and it's not that you're, like, you know, bad, but I feel bad, and, and like, Joel doesn't have to, like, you're right, right? Like, Joel doesn't have to say it, but Joel's like, you're not a bad dude. Like you can see it, right? Like you can see like how he's just thinking and it's just like, you're you're doing what you had to do. And he'd probably do the same thing for Ellie, right? And so um, I, you know, this whole, like, I feel like every single episode besides episode four is a struggle with morality, right? But in the end, at the end of the day, I'm like, no, like, if it was like Walking Dead, I'd be like, no, fuck you, you're wrong. You need to die. You haven't died. And then they last like two or three seasons. And I'm like, you you should have died like two seasons ago. Like that's, you know, but this one I'm like, no, these are justified. These are things that you need to do in order to survive. Um, you know, you have all these things that are up against you. And 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 I'm not, I, I haven't disagreed with any of any of the characters. You know, obviously, besides like Kathleen and like all the other fucking bitches that are in this, you know, thing that have died, thankfully. Um, but like, I, I, I haven't necessarily disagreed with anybody's decisions that Joel and Ellie have come across, right? Like, it's always <laughs> been like survival. This is what's right. I had to do it because, you know, this is the world that we live in. So, mm -hmm. it, really good points there. And, and yeah, I mean, you could see in Pedro Pascal's performance, as you were mentioning, it's he really doesn't have to say anything, but he 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 does. He is trying to comfort Henry to the point where you kind of see Joel doing something he never does, which is apologizing for calling him a rat, you know, and he's like, yeah. you know, I don't know. We don't know each other's stories. So I, you know, I, I apologize when I said that. Um, Car Carolyn, what are your thoughts on all this? There's an interesting debate. I think um, in the real world right now about like what would what is 
what what would you do to survive? What do you need to survive that's very specific? And a lot of people will say, oh, I need X to survive. And oh, I need Y to survive. And in society, you know, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. So nothing that we have, you know, I should be allowed to do whatever I want and eat whatever I want. So glad you said that. Sorry. I'm so oh, glad you said that. Thank you. No, Um. so th- there's this debate, but it's like, you know, you have to ask yourself, do you really need what you say you have to have because there's no ethical consumption and it's like no you you really don't you you don't when it comes down to it i understood henry's struggle a lot more than say people who would make a decision to purchase certain things or buy tickets to things because you don't need those things you would make a decision for your loved one and that's the best part so far about this show to me and also one of the most tragic parts because and i want to come back to it when it happens there's a as we see joel sort of soften we see another character and this broke my heart we see another character go hard hard Mm. in the other direction and I'm really interested to see where the two of them end up. And, it's, and I just, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop there because it's like, when, but I'm going to come back to that at the end of the thing, because it was like that scene, everyone talks about how Joel's like, maybe we can find peace and maybe we can, if it's not peace, then maybe we can like understand and I can find kindness and all this other stuff. Um, and then by the end of it, there's another character who believed that, who is just like, no, we can't get it closer to anyone. None of this is going to happen. We just have to keep moving forward. And everything that I do now has to be focused towards this. And it broke my heart. No, it's it's really interesting to see that dichotomy exist between the two uh, characters that you're referring to and that kind of switch. Um, you know, it's... We'll definitely touch on that for sure. Cause keep, keep that at the forefront of your mind, Carolyn, cause that is going to be, that's going mm-hmm. to be a huge, huge topic for us. Um, but really fantastic observations. Um, Kenji, what about you? Uh, um, it was interesting because uh, uh, when Jordan said that these, these episodes are a lot about morality, um, I actually didn't think that this episode was actually a lot of, was actually about morality. I actually thought this episode was about hope and, what mm. can happen and what and, and how people can and how losing that hope it's not so much about hope it's about mm. the loss of hope and what losing that hope can do to people and it's obviously and and i don't want to go any further either like carolyn was saying because you it, it that the, that theme of what do you what happens to people when they lose hope doesn't happen until everything gets wrapped up at a bit with with the, with the with a very very tragic bow at the very end of the episode like you know you you know we you know i, I like i said i don't want to go any further because because it, it's just there's just so much to touch on but like yeah i just uh yeah i mean the, just um it, it's it's interesting because it's you know because in a way it's it's interesting because you know, Jordan, you want to say, you know, I don't think he's a bad person. And, and a lot of people would say, no, Henry, you did the right thing. You're not a bad person. You did what you thought you had to do. But, you know, you vote. But the thing is, I'm also right there with you, but I'm also saying yes, but ultimately his actions still 
caused somebody's cost someone's life. And in that situation, you can't, and, and that's where I go is does the cost of was one person's life justify another person's life and all that sort of thing. And it's like, and of course, and that also gets brought up later on in another scene that happened, the big set piece that we have um, that happens like shortly after the scene, but yeah, like it's just, yeah <laughs> yeah so like i i, I don't want to keep i don't want to say more because like i want I, I want my host to uh to to bring it up so we can freely talk about it <laughs> well we'll shotgun i promise we'll shotgun through through this next part because we we should actually really get to to that ending but before we do um i'll i'll get through the uh the treacle to the next one uh next part's uh, let's talk bloaters. Let's talk uh, them getting out of the tunnel. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit of fun in this episode, uh, if you can call it that, um, because because the rest of it's emotionally devastating. But uh, we we get out of the tunnels. Uh, our party is uh, you know happily celebrating and sneaking around and everything like that. Uh, uh, these parked cars, thinking that they're home free, and then gunshots happen. And there's a sniper posted at the top of one of these like houses that they're in. I the knew. They're crawling through. I knew. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the sniper's trying. You know, he's got bad aim. It's dark, and he's trying to pick them off, but it's still dangerous as hell. And Joel, Papa Joel, is like, "Kids, stay here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take care of this shit for you guys." You know. So then he he sneaks around the back, um, really really smartly, um, and and luckily you know, avoiding all the gun the the shots, and makes it inside. And it's this it's this really elderly you know senior citizen you know who's who's just uh, sitting there with a, with a sniper rifle, and he he happens to be a a soldier of Kathleen's, and Joel is pleading with him, don't. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to kill you. We can just go our separate ways. That's all we have to do. You just have to put the gun down and let us leave. Guy raises the gun and then bam, Joel has to kill him. But unfortunately, it's too late. Um, Kathleen and the entire army literally in Kansas City, uh, complete with a freaking snowplow, just like taking out like all these freaking cars, um, ends up uh, arriving. Joel's forced to get behind that sniper gun and start picking, trying to pick off people, manages to get the driver, causes him to swerve into a house. And just as Kathleen has the upper hand and has Henry, Sam and Ellie cornered, the snowplow thingy falls through a very hollow ground. And then an explosion of freaking clickers and a bloater just come out. It's literally one of the most triumphant fucking moments of this this the, the past six episodes um very much so for fans of the game who have always wanted to see what a bloater looks like in real life but also just satisfying for anyone watching because it's justice being served and karma being served <laughs> uh, you know for for clickers to to devour on um and it's just awesome um so uh i'm gonna stop right there because uh there's a lot to unpack there uh kenji i'm going to start with you uh thoughts on <laughs> everything that we just saw <laughs> oh man well first of all um i don't recall there ever being clicker children 
in the sh- in the game, but yeah. that little Schmeagle motherfucker was like, oh my god, like it was so terrifying. I was like, I was actually like, I was like, okay, I would actually shit the bed for that. Um, like, it was like, it, I thought it was terrifying. I thought it was so great. Um, but you know, and the, but this was the scene where you know they uh, the, the thing where they mentioned you know like does the cost of one person you know yeah. outweigh you know the lives of another person or even many you know and like you know and obviously that's going to be a theme a recurring theme throughout this show and but you know like obviously like the the set piece that we ended up getting with this entire fight sequence was phenomenal first of all every like hardly any cgi in that scene that Mm -hmm. those were all stunt performers yeah yeah they were so good head to toe and makeup yeah yeah, like actually, if you see the behind the scenes stuff, you find out half that stuff is literally just, it's like just imagine like a long sleeve shirt and then they just like glue like pieces of like cordyceps looking things onto the shirt and then you just go, all right, wear it. All right, now you look like you're infected. Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's so yep. simple. We're going to make like, you look like a bloody artichoke as you're attacking people. Yeah, but if you actually look closely at, if you actually watch closely at some of them moving, like you'll notice that some of the pieces are kind of like shifting because it's part of the shirt and not part of the person. I love bloody artichokes. <laughs> but it, but oh on, it was it was so good. I loved the, um, just the set piece that we ended up getting. I mean, it, I mean, I'm watching this entire thing, and in the back of my head, I'm going, ah, this is a protection mission, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, a, it's like, it's the classic game where, like, where, where they basically, where you as the main character are being equipped with a sniper rifle. This may be the only time you'll ever use the sniper rifle in this yep. game, but you are now tasked with protecting your other main character, and if you, <laughs> and if you don't, they, you lose. Yeah, <laughs> like that was basically what this entire sequence was, and I thought I, I thought that was really really cool. Uh, I thought it was really well done, really well edited. Um, it's hard to translate and, something yeah. like that from the game, right? Like, and they yeah. did it very very well. They did it very well, it, and it it was there was just enough chaos that you threw that you were you felt overwhelmed, like the characters were in the, mm-hmm. in the moment. But it was, it, I'm, it's, it wasn't taken editing, so you yeah. actually knew what was going <laughs> on, and like you could actually follow along what was happening. So like I thought it was just, oh, it was just great. I thought it was great. And then of course we have uh, Kathleen having that wonderful moment where, you know, like she just. Yeah, Smeagol went for the one ring. I mean, five seconds. Yeah, Smeagol went for the one ring, and and five seconds before that, she's like, "Children die. That's just it." You know? Yeah. And then then this child kills her. (laughs) And the the child's like, "Adults die too. (laughs) Children die, but we're not supposed to. Like, just based Mm. on the rules of just based on the rules of literature, we're not supposed to. So." uh, you yep. you did <laughs> deserve karma complete karma yeah. um yeah absolutely a hundred percent um accurate i i couldn't praise this anymore as well um you did a really fantastic job just nailing like the best points of it it's such a fun sequence in the game too like carolyn if in the game you're literally joel 
and you're trying to aim for everybody that's coming as as you know ellie's trying to make it from one place to another you're trying to pick them off for her so it's a very difficult thing to adapt into you know this story so wait, that whole thing happened in the game that's wild yeah. the whole thing happens in the game when you're behind the you're behind the sniper rifle and you're trying oh, to pick off everyone cars are coming and and shit you know it's 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 actually intense but they did a good job adapting it um oh my god but yeah but yeah, um, Jordan, uh, thoughts on the entire sequence? <laughs> Beautiful. It was chef's kiss. I was like, <laughs> oh, the car's melting into the ground. What's coming? And then I was like, fuck all of you. And then it happened. And I got fucked. I think, so I think, Kenji, I think, I think going back to the beginning of the episode, I think because um, Henry and, uh, God, what was his name? The little Henry and Sam, I think because they were black, right? We casted them as black. And there was that scene where the car was dragging the Fedra person by a rope with a bunch of knives in them, right? I felt like that was very super symbolic of kind of like, you know, what went on during the lynching era, what still goes on, you know, in 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 the Deep South, right? With racism and um with you know lynching black so for me like this episode is very cut and dry it was like henry was black kathleen was white like this is exactly what needs to happen and this is exactly how it played out um i think for me the thing that was just it, it like hit like i was like fuck was when obviously when sam told ellie that he was bit and ellie's like no like my blood is healing like i'll heal you and then we get that last fucking scene where <clears throat> Sam's humming and then he, he's just he's gone right and then you get Henry who shoots him and then Henry's like what have I done and then Henry shoots himself that was just like fuck 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 that didn't need to happen that did not need to happen and it happened quick right like and it, then it was just like and then the episode it was done right I think what happened to Kathleen was poetic justice I think the fact that like she was taken out by a freaking like kid who obviously, you know, was infected and um, was originally after uh, uh, Ellie and then Ellie escaped. Right. Cause you know, Joel's trying to like save Ellie. Um, and then Ellie eventually saves both Henry and Sam and like, you know, they get away. Um, I just thought it was amazing. I was like, yes. So I was like, you're done. I love the way that you're dying. I hope you love the way that you're dying for yourself. <laughs> it's giving it's giving it's giving perfect death for you um and it was it was good but but you know at the same time i think this was the most action-packed uh yeah. episode that we've seen in the entire series so far yeah. um and i was just sitting there so i didn't eat because i was like if i eat i'm just gonna be like <clears throat> and like choke the whole time so i was like sitting there and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god what's going on oh my god and then it like happened and like they just started brushing and we see a bloater and you know, I'm just glad that the bloater took out, you know, uh, Kathleen secondhand and, you know, did all that stuff. So I, I honestly, I loved this entire episode. I loved the way that it ended. Um, not the fact that like Henry and Sam are off and, you know, they're, they're not, you know, permanent characters, but that's what happens, right? Like that's what we expect in this sort of series. And um, of course it was sad. And I was like tearing up, like the minute Henry pulled the trigger, I was, I just started crying. Right. Like I was just like, fuck. And I was like, why, why every episode? Why am I crying every episode? This doesn't happen. 
Um, but it's because the creators and the directors and the producers, they've done such a good job at keeping us like in it, like in this and in it, <clears throat> like, I just, I want to see more, but I don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I yeah. just, <laughs> I like, you know what I mean? Like, like I want to see the next episode, but I'm dreading it because I don't want these people that we come to know and love in the first, like, 30 minutes of the episode just like off themselves or die right it was just like episode three so um i i, I thought this was just a genuinely great episode a hundred percent um first off uh, watching that bloater just like pick up kathleen's second hand oh, yeah. and just like Perfect. pop the head off like a freaking zit you know it's it's nuts <laughs> and it's it's so it's actually so accurate to the games because in the games when you're trying to outrun a bloater but it catches up to you. They do a cutscene where it like just picks up your body and like kind of grabs your like orifices yeah. and like tries to rip you. But before ah! it cuts away, it cuts away and just as you it. scream, just as Joel yeah. goes, ah, it, like puts out a blood curdling like, shriek, yeah. and then it cuts the yeah. flag and then it loads up your next your last checkpoint. It's oh it's God. like a Nicolas Cage scene <laughs> in any movie that Nicolas Cage is in, just like that, ah! you know, you know, and then yeah, anyways. It's uh, it's 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 so well done in this. It's you, you bring up a great point, Jordan, it, which is this is the most action packed that we've gotten in yeah. this show. And that's actually kind of interesting. Right. The promise of this being a zombie show, the promise of uh, from fans of, of wanting to see clickers and, and shooting, because that's most of the game. Right. You're you're going around shooting clickers and stuff. Um, the show doesn't need that. It doesn't need mm -hmm. any of that to be this mm -hmm. engaging and wonderful show. But the the the, the showrunners, you know, Druckmann and, and Mazin, they're just like, yeah, but it's still the last of us. So take the clickers yeah. and take the bloaters. You guys are gonna freaking love this. And I, I love that they gave it to us because they didn't have to. But well, and um, I, I think it's also important that you point out that like this was also one of the first episodes that we see Ellie Shiv clickers. Yeah, like yeah. we haven't seen that in any of the last four episodes. Yeah. And this one I was like, see, that's how you fucking take out a clicker. And she did mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah. Like with yeah, yeah so. It was, it was perfect. Um, Carolyn, um, thoughts on the entire bloater clicker bonanza? Okay, I want to make a point really quick, circling Please. back to, circling, first and foremost, because I have two thoughts. Number one, circling back to morality and that concept very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, there's a whole conversation that Kathleen has with her second in command, who I guess play is one of the voice actors on the original game. He was. He yeah. uh, play, He voiced Tommy in the original game. Jeffrey no Pierce. No way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, She's talking to him and she says, my brother, and, and then in, as they go into the fight, she's talking about her brother. And then in the fight, she's like, my brother would have said to forgive Henry, but yeah. how is that fair? And yeah. it's like, no, see, that's the sign of a good leader. A good leader would understand that there are things you have to do to survive. And there yeah. are things that are important. And what is important is your loved ones. And so, yeah, even if Henry turned the guy into Fedra, he still would have been like you know this guy would have been like you know what you did what you had to do and i respect that so that's a, that's the reason why he's a good leader but it also says something and i'm very interested to see where it goes that everyone else that people thought he was the a good great man but they thought that she, they were ready to follow her so it's like that says yeah. something about human nature to me that i agree with jordan because it's like you have people who are ready to follow violence but they're not ready to follow peace True. which just kind of hurts uh but then the clicker thing happened and the big fat thing happened and the, with the big bloaty thing oh my god okay so 
all I could think of watching that was the people who were living underground. And I'm like, how many of those people are the people that were in the thing? Because I was watching a video and it takes 20 years to make a big bloaty thing. And I'm like, was one of the people who was, and it made the whole scene in the school even more creepy because I was like, was one of the people who was in the school and now the big bloaty thing? Also, I thought it was supposed to explode and blow things out of it. So I was a little disappointed about that. But um, I liked how... Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Kathleen had to die because she was she was just a genuinely terrible leader. They telegraphed that. They really did telegraph it. It's like, you know, if you make those decisions, you're not going to last and nobody's going to mourn you. And um, but all of that, that was just that was that was a glorious, like massive zombie. And they ultimately screwed the pooch on themselves because everybody else in the QZ is now sans protection because they're like, oh, we don't need to worry mm. about this. and all of those things bolted for him. So her whole, she proved she was a shitty leader, period. Sorry, if I don't know. If, but she proved it because she she literally screwed over everything and she killed the city by her single-handedly practically. <laughs> she couldn't let revenge go. Absolutely. 100%, yeah. So, um, but other than that, like, uh, then it then when it comes to the end, Oh god! I know we're gonna talk about the end separately, but just let's Henry, let's do it. Let's okay. do it right now. Yeah, I mean we're we're here. We've doors open. We it. know it's coming. No, no. Um, by the way, hydrate everyone. Um, Nam talk redeemed. Uh, god damn it! Oh, you're you're gonna need, man, dude, we're I gonna mean, need... I wish my boss would tell me to drink more often. Because hey, <laughs> <laughs> we, this is this is how we 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 don't dry out uh and and are allowed to cry um we need we need this liquid for tears um i just, I just yeah. spilled so much all over me <laughs> Angie, get it all together. Good. okay if, we, if we're gonna we, talk about let's do it yeah we we get we they get they make it out joel ellie sam henry they're bunking in a motel um henry and sam are i mean sorry joel and henry are like talking they're like we can't believe we made it out of there alive you know come with us you know joel's finally like come with us which is like really tragic and really sad because he's telling him you know continue on with us it's gonna be good and then um ellie and poor sam are talking about what scares them um you know and and ellie's like being alone scares me and Sam is is like, I'm afraid of, you know, that there won't be anything left of me if I die, you know, and then shows her the bite. And then she tries, you know, the poor thing tries because she thinks that something's going to happen. And then the next morning, you know, he's just sitting there despondent and she's like, hey, are you good? And he's gone. And he just attacks her or Henry takes out the gun tries to you know joel joel tries to kill sam but henry's like no don't you dare fires at joel joel backs off henry does it himself and then he's just like what did i do what did i do and then joel's like give me the gun give me the gun and then all of a sudden you know poor mm -hmm. poor henry poor sam and joel and ellie are burying two bodies and you know the ellie takes the magic slate and writes i'm sorry and walks off um tough and and hard as as you kind of alluded to carolyn um i hope it's okay carolyn i'd love to start with you on this um i know that you've been we've been dying to get to this so let's do it um okay everything. okay so um I, I knew the minute that i saw the two of them under the car I was like it's gonna be one or the other 
And when I figured out, I figured it would, when, when they were sitting alone with the kid and they started having a single conversation, it was like, it's the kid. So I, I, I whooshed out <laughs> and I fast forwarded it through the first time I was watching. It's like, I can't do this. I can't. Nope. And I looked and I'm like, oh, there he is. He's on the ground. Mm. He's on the ground. And then Henry unalived himself. And I'm like, mm, mm. and then I went back and I watched all of it. And I was just like, that's, that's the real that's that's what this is and it's like you knew that it was coming and you're still really emotional about it but what really got me at the end was um ellie was so happy (laughs) i'm emotional just thinking about it ellie was so happy and she had this kid and she was just bubbly and then she was like alive and you know they were doing this thing and then that happened and she just looks back at him and she's like did you forget, Pedro, that I lasted longer on you than Game of Thrones because I was a Mormon <laughs> and I killed a giant. <laughs> so I'm going to turn around <laughs> and you're going to listen to me. And I'm like, oh, and then Pedro's like, it. damn, I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess I did forget that you lasted. You're long. right. I bend the knee, uh, oh. bend the knee, Lady Mormont. I know, and it, but she was just, it was such a sad juxtaposition because here he is finally finding humanity after yeah. losing so much, and she just switches, and I'm just like, oh, chills, chills, and I, I hope that it resolves itself, but I was just like, their relationship is so much more in-depth now, mm-hmm. just seeing the two of them, so, oh, God, but it was just, it was so good, but it was so sad. The only, the only thing that made me cry harder was episode three. Yeah. Oh. oh God. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We won't talk about it. But but you know what's funny is is episode three and, and forgive me. I know that we're like we don't want to. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wait, we don't three, talk about it. Fuck, Mike. We literally three. just said we don't want to talk about episode three. <laughs> but, but but in a way, episode three's you know sad in an optimistic and and happy sort of way. Um, whereas the the story of Henry and Sam is just. It's just the most tragic, gut-wrenching thing in the world. I, say what you will, it's it's Bill and, and Frank's story is the most beautiful thing ever. But you know, there's there's something at least kind of wonderful and kind of sweet and romantic about it all. You know, um, they they're they're with each other when it happens, and I I just don't think um, yeah this this is this is heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching in in almost the opposite and bleakest direction that you can go. So. So yeah, um, Kenji, you had some great thoughts about this that I know that you've been holding on to for a bit, and I I gotta I gotta figure it out, buddy. What what's what's on your mind? So basically, when the way that that how the episode ends with Ellie, you know, using the magic board, saying I'm sorry, and just you know, you know, you know, and just Dewey Cox it just walks hard, you know, and uh, she that moment like. Like it was at that moment. That's when it. That's when it all sunk into me. Like this is, this is an episode about hope, and what happens to people when they lose hope. Because the four main characters in this show, ultimately, are all people that lose that have lost hope. Joel yeah. is someone who lost his hope twenty years ago when he lost his daughter. <clears throat> you have Kathleen who lost her hope when her brother was executed. You have Henry who lost his hope when he had to murder his younger brother, Sam. And then now you have Ellie who lost her hope when she had to watch 
what happened. And, you know, it's, it's just like what the loss of hope can do to a person. One, it can drive you to an extreme, just fill you with nothing but vengeful rage where you're just not even thinking clearly because all you're doing is killing, killing, killing. You have, you know, you could, you can ultimately become someone, you could become grizzled and survive and become a survivor, which is ultimately what Ellie chooses, chooses to do is that she chooses to continue on and become grizzled is to just get a thick hide about it and to move forward. And then, but then of course you have Henry who he can't hand, he's the example of people who can't handle that. I mean, technically speaking, we, we all can't handle the loss of hope because Joel turned into an asshole. He's still an asshole. He can't talk normally. He just talks (laughs) like an asshole. You have, you know, Kathleen, as sweet as she was, she becomes this horrible human being. You know, Henry, he ends up, you know, taking his own life. You know, like it's, it's just very, it's very tragic. You know, it's, it's, you know, as episode three showed how beautiful it is to find hope. You know, this episode shows what can what what lot what losing hope does to people. Absolutely. Beautifully said. You know, it, it is it is absolutely about hope. Um, this show. If there was one one word that would summarize all of this, um, both in the in, in the pro and the con way, it it is hope. You know, it is about the absence of hope, but it's also about the 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 uh, discovery of hope, rediscovery of hope. Sometimes, um, if you will. You know, it's also, you know, it's funny because if we were, if somebody were to ask me, is this show about morality or is it about hope? Is this episode about morality and hope? My answer is yes. <laughs> Both, you know, all that's that that is actually one of the most beautiful things about The Last of Us is this is not a zombie show. This is a human mm-hmm. show and a human show with zombies. And that's that's, I think, really what the beautiful nature of it is. But but you hit the nail on the head there, Kenji. This is you know if there's one word to describe um all of this it it really is hope um so well well said um jordan um thoughts on the ending of all of this yeah i honestly i feel like okay sorry i'll try to be quick because so many thoughts um <laughs> I, I i feel like this is what a lot of things that I played and a lot of things that I have experienced with zombies and with like sort of like the end of the world, you know, things. Um, it's not necessarily about the human experience. It's about the zombie experience. It's about hmm. the other, right? It's about like, what is going on? How can we avoid the other, right? And hmm. then it's like, okay, you, you you come into this little community that can be good or bad and then oh shit it's corrupt like it has it has its own thing right like which you know we see in any sort of like political socioeconomic system in the world right like we see this but i feel like with the last of us it is more of a human experience to where this is what would actually happen if 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 society would break down we would see this play out right? Like, we would see this, right? And as much as we would like to believe that we would decide what's good and what's best for the people that we love, or the people that we 
or for us, like for our own sanity, this is what can happen, right? And I feel like Kenji and I feel like, you know, um, Carolyn, we've explored these options, right? Where it's like, you can lose hope in a world where like, there's no hope to be found, right? Like, because if you get bit, you're fucked. Like you're done, right? Like, absolutely, you're done, right? But also too, like if you're a Frank and a Bill, right? Like you can find that solace. You can find that like little spark of a moment in a world that is disrupted, right? Like, like, and um, they find that and they can die peacefully in a way that they wouldn't, you know, they they, they couldn't or, or they didn't have a choice to, right? And I think we're kind of seeing this in sort of like the Joel and Ellie universe where they're out in the actual world and they see the fact that like, we we don't choose how we die, right? Like mm -hmm. as a person now living in society, like if I'm sick and I don't want to like go on chemo or like, I don't want to do things, right? Like I can choose to be like, this is, I, I can choose, right? But in this world, you cannot choose. Right. There's people that might want to kill you. There's things that might want to kill you. There's a fungus in people that might want to kill you. Right. And I feel like we're seeing that. And it's a very human experience. And we're seeing these human reactions in real time. And we're like, shit, like it's it's emotional, it's impactful, but also it's relatable. And that's what I love about this entire series. Can I can I add something to that? Um, last episode, one of the reasons why I think it's the show has been so cathartic for me to watch and discovering this universe is because, and I mentioned this last episode, um, I was passing out the vaccine during the height of the pandemic, and I was seeing all of that stuff that people were doing, and to to Good see. Good for you. No, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, it's it. I, I was telling I was telling Mike and I was telling Kenji about how. It was so weird seeing the first episode and seeing Joel and being like, well, you know, now in this situation, I know what I would be trying to do is I would be out there trying to do these things. But what you reminded me of is that there was and there is that amongst everything that we were doing, there's just a lot of hope. And there was mm -hmm. a lot of there was a lot of hope and a lot of like people who were coming and they were like, you know, once I get this vaccine, can I go see my kids, my grandkids again? And once I do this, can I go do this? And it was like, yeah, absolutely. And you really, it, it's just, and then life happened. And I'm not going to go into that because I really don't want to bring it even more down, but human human beings happen. But to see people really rally behind characters and really rally behind hope and like seeing these two characters come together, it, it's very, very affirming for me because it seems like people actually really do want to believe you know, and they, they, they want to build stronger relationships and they want to keep moving forward and they understand how hard people, how hard that kind of sacrifice is. And I wasn't even doing like the hardcore medical stuff. Those doctors and nurses and the people who are actually like handling the medical stuff, I was helping them, but they were there for 15, 16 hour shifts every single day. And like the um, one guy who was a, a firefighter, uh, was like make sure you wear sunscreen because you don't want it up like this and he pulled his mask <laughs> off for everybody and his face was just beat red all the way down but his mouth was like pasty pale white because he'd been working so hard wow and it was just and and like so it was really a rewarding experience and then you get really disillusioned but then you see people coming back over this and so it's like i agree with you i just i really agree with you and it's deeply i'm deeply appreciative of people like connecting to that 
well said. And um, honestly, um, everyone's points here were just, it, it's just so fantastic. I wish we can continue on. I know that we're at time. Uh, I wanted to tell everyone who's watching this right now, thank you for attending group therapy session with us. Um, you know, we, <laughs> something that we needed, group therapy binges. Um, and, and you know what, we're, we're going to continue doing this until that ninth episode hits and, and, you know, um, it, it becomes the last of it. So, um, having there's said that, nine. there's nine, uh, I can't. There's I can't. nine episodes. Yeah. The last so. of us becomes the last of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that being said, um, thank you guys as always for providing your amazing insights. Uh, Jordan, where can everyone find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, City of Stars 13, and on our new podcast with all four of us. It's going to be called The First of Us Therapy. <laughs> um, and it's just going to, we're just going to fucking talk about all of this. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, City of Stars 13. I don't post a lot of like actual posts, but I do do some stories that are fucking hilarious and people respond to. So they yeah. are. And you, yeah. you can find me here and uh, hosting guesting all that stuff so awesome um kenji where can everyone find you uh if you want you can find me on instagram and on tiktok at the Ken at kenjinator you can find me on twitch at the kenjinator and you can find me on sundays on twitch as well with my father at kb in la he is a dungeon master for a DD campaign i am a part of definitely check that out it's on sundays from one to three gatewalker saga yep the walker saga um all right and carolyn where can everyone find you <laughs> so i'm i'm still on the bird app at uh, at carolyn c-a-r-o-l-y-n at my name in fandom f-a-n-d-o-m um i'm mostly there admittedly but you can also find me at tiktok because i just broke 2k on tiktok at caroline c-a-r-o-l-i-n-g congratulations awesome. thank you Thank you, uh, Caroline uh, underscore cosplay, and I do mostly um, mascot horror cosplays, but I'm trying to branch out into weird and funky entertainment facts um, about some of those same series, because I work for a giant creature in Hollywood that should be nameless, <laughs> and sometimes the stories about that giant creature are very interesting, so... <laughs> You know, and everyone's like, wait, what? And then Mike's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've heard, yeah, I, I know I know what you're referring to. And that is very apt, Carolyn. So absolutely. <laughs> and as always, I've been your host, Mike Manalo, um, at TidyBoyBoy182 on Twitter and Instagram. But you can always <laughs> find my work on thenerdsofcolor.org, whattowatch.com, thatsatla.com. And as always, uh, on Basic Binges here on the Talk Network, including um, our next uh, last of us recap uh this coming monday for episode six uh but if you can't wait until episode six and our amazing recap because i know that's why you guys are always tuning in right we're the best um there's going to be an amazing show uh this wednesday where we go from the post-apocalyptic present to the 1980s technically 1998 because that's when the movie came out with the wedding singer uh where uh, we're going to be talking about uh an amazing one of the best adam sandler movies in his early career mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think it's just going to be a lot of fun and it won't be nearly as much of a downer as uh talking about henry and sam so musical's better <laughs> the musical the musical's better there you go well done. yeah yeah 
that being said, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, and uh, to the next one, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.